Hey, welcome to this week's show. I'm your host, The Crazy Gentleman, and this week's show takes place at Sasha Cycles again in Sturgis, South Dakota this year. Uh, this woman is a truly inspirational American success story. And uh, man, she brought me back to my childhood, man. Uh, I was raised by a woman from St. Vincent for uh, about the first 12 years of my life. Uh, who could pass for Chantel's sister. And uh, since since then, I've never met anyone who reminded me so much of her. Uh, this this was kind of a special one, man. I, I, was, I was touched by this one when it was going on and everything. <clears throat> uh, this woman is uh, probably the most inspirational person we're going to ever have on, um, at least to me. She's pretty special. Uh, I don't, I don't want to ruin it, man. She tells her story. Perfect. Um, but I'll say this, go visit her on Instagram, uh, Shut Up and Ride Show, and uh, go down to her restaurant down in uh, Sanford, Florida, Chantel's, and they do a bike week, or not, not a bike week, uh, a bike night uh, every month, and uh, just hit her up, man. She talks all about it, and uh, I hope this one inspires all of you to uh, go out and chase your dreams at all costs, man. There ain't no time like the present. Shut up and stop making excuses. Also, speaking of uh, Sturgis and getting out on the road, uh, you should hit up Evan Simbita, Simbita underscore custom underscore knives on Instagram. Get you a little little personal protection for your next road trip. You gotta stay safe out there, man, and uh, you're gonna need you're gonna need a knife if you want to make some food while you're camping out on the road. Uh, so hit him up, man. Order one up on Instagram there, or give him a call seven four zero two seven zero nine zero five seven. Call Evan. Tell him I sent you. Also brought to you by Bare Knuckle Performance for all of your high-quality American-made parts for your Harley-Davidson, FXRs, Dinas, Baggers, Softtails. You name it, Paul's got you covered. And don't forget your custom choppers. And also uh, Lexin Moto, Lexin-Moto.com for the highest-quality audio devices inside your helmet. And hit in the code word crazy at checkout for 15% off. I know Chantel's playing tunes in her helmet while she's racking down these mileage. I guarantee you also that I don't ever have anyone on that does as many miles as her. This story's going to blow your mind, guys, and I hope you enjoy. And now I'm going to pass it off to my man, Evo Jesus. See you next week. What's up, everybody? It's Evo Jesus, and you're listening to the Chopping It Up segment of the Crazy Gentleman Podcast. Rob called me up like Roman from GTA 4. Cousin, cousin, can you do an intro for my podcast, cousin? I was like, yep, let me fire up that mic like I'm Frazier. Anyway, I've been hunting lately, a lot, and uh, I haven't seen nothing worth shooting, cousin. Fucking just a bunch of spikes. Seen a cool-looking greaser Elvis spike. Looked like he had combed his back. Seen a four-point. You call it a four-point or a forkhorn? One time I ran into this guy from Minnesota, and he he was telling me he didn't see nothing but a forkhorn. And I'm like, you're hunting forkhorns? 
I don't even know we sold tags in Michigan for a fork horn, dude. Get it right. The Michigan vernacular is four point. You got spikes, you got three points, four points, so on and so forth. Ain't no fork horn. So that, that was confusing. But uh, anyway, spending that time in the tree, I got to thinking. It was just my mother-in-law's birthday not too long ago. And uh, in Michigan and, and probably the Midwest, once you're over 40, the standard birthday gift is lottery tickets. Get you some scratchers. Them instant cash prize games. That's what you're getting, dude. As soon as you're over 40, I, I don't know if that's just a Michigan Midwest thing. I don't know if they're doing that in East Taiwan or Nairobi or uh, what goes on elsewhere. But I know here that's standard operating procedure. That's SOP. And maybe even if you got an aunt like in her late 60s, early 70s, if you're turning like 31, you might, you might catch a, a birthday card in the mail with like a 20 in it and a couple scratchers. You know, she might break you in a little early. But, uh, and then if you got an aunt who don't have no kids and she's not married, she's been divorced a few times, you're only getting a card. You're not getting anything other than a card. She's signing her name. She's signing any animal's name she has at the bottom of it. And it's just a happy birthday, which I don't know why. Quit sending me that. Okay? Stop it. But, uh, yeah, so I was thinking about these scratchers because I hadn't bought any in like six or ten or twelve. I don't I don't even know the last time I bought a scratch off ticket. I remember when I was eighteen, me and this girlfriend I had, we would get tuned up and then we'd go to the speedway and hang out because I knew the clerk and we'd buy scratchers until we won enough money to go buy some more tunes. This was after they closed Napster down and you tunes wasn't free anymore, you know? But uh yeah, so I bought her some scratchers, and I don't know what happened with them because that's also, that is, uh, you know, you don't you don't scratch in front of whoever bought them for you. You want to keep your scratch in private. You need some privacy to do your scratching. Um, that's just how it goes. But uh, so I got myself one. You know, I always like that one. You know, or pick one for me. You know, that's a little bit more lucky. But I bought ten dollar scratcher. And I forgot I had it for like a week and a half. And then I scratched it. Boom. $100. I'm like, all right. I forgot I had it for a while. And then uh, I turned it in. I'm like, let me get another $10, boy. Let me get that number 17. And uh, if you know about the butterfly and 17, then you're with me. If you don't know about it, then you don't know. You ain't no juggalo. <laughs> but anyway, so I bought 17, which was some diamond game, which that's just fate right there. A couple days later, I scratched that bad lad. Boom, another $100. So anyway, I'm sitting in the tree and I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, who have you ever been like in the wanted section, the help wanted section or like monster or the fucking Craigslist fucking workforce column? Have you ever seen... A listing for like lottery ticket designer who's designing these fucking things i got to thinking like you know because you got the ruby red rhinestone game and then they do all the spooky stuff for halloween and then they got the three ring elves or whatever or, you know uh five hundred thousand uh red nose rudolph game or whatever you know how many eggs are in the basket easter special they all this shit plus just the regular games Who's who's coming up with these fucking games? 
Is it just a, a guy? Because I've never seen any fucking uh, help wanted for lottery ticket design. Like, I've never seen anybody claiming... I've never talked to anyone like, hey, what do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, I design scratch-off tickets. Who's doing this? Is it an AI thing? Is this some fucking advanced uh, technology? Some fucking NASA shit? So anyway, I got to looking it up. And some dude from Ann Arbor in the 70s, some Michigander, invented scratchers for, like, grocery stores or something. And uh, he's still alive. So I'm guessing he's never hired anybody and he's got a monopoly on scratchers. I don't know. Let me know if you know anyone who's ever worked for designing scratch-off lottery tickets or if you fucking work uh doing that let me know nobody's gonna hit me up on that because it's just this one guy his name's john something and i think he's the only one doing it but uh yeah whatever man get back out in the stand go hunting if you don't go hunting go to the grocery store and uh get a coupon and a scratcher or something i don't know but uh have a great fucking day and enjoy this fucking episode enjoy all right, we're rolling. So uh, tell people who you are and what you're all about. <laughs> we ain't got all day for that, but uh, <laughs> my name is Chantel Williams. I am a mother. I birthed 10 children. I'm a mother of 16, um, married, uh, an avid motorcycle rider, business owner, and um, just a... Uh, a regular old girl that don't uh, settle for mediocre. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. That's how. Uh, that's how we met you. At yeah. the Bike games going that's crazy right. on this big ride. Along with your girl, yeah. who don't settle for mediocre either. <laughs> no. So, so we hit it off really well. Hell yeah. So, so what's the story with the? Uh, what is it? Forty-eight states in twenty-three days. What inspired uh, that? Betsy Stringfield. So that's my second time doing it. Uh, first time. She's the woman out of New Jersey, right? No, she's a woman, uh, Bessie Stringfield. I look a lot like her. Okay. And in 1936 to 1946, uh-huh. she rode her bo- motorcycle, which is a Harley Davidson knucklehead, um, eight times around 48 states in the 30s and 40s. Wow. As a U.S. Army motorcycle dispatch civilian. At the time, they didn't even enlist women. And this black woman convinced some men that, hey, I can deliver these orders to the domestic bases. This is during the time when it was the Jim Crow America, you know. Yeah. And and also she had to look out for German spies, but they didn't suspect, you know, her. But yet she had to then cover and conceal for your, your average, uh, you know, American at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have her goggles her helmet, her face mask, gloves, you know she's male or female. She did 48 states eight times. She had 27 Harley Davidsons. She's a nurse practitioner and founder of Iron Horse Motorcycle Club out of Miami. Wow. And uh, she inspired me. I wanted Harley Davidson to induct her into the Harley Davidson Museum. And they had it. So I called them up. I tell them how great this woman is and how you have no women of color in your museum and it would be an awesome addition at that time they tell me 
how I need the to have like over a million signatures. And I was just like, well, you should induct That's her anyway. Crazy. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, this is our, you know, this is how we do it. This is the protocol. And I remember being real angry. I had been riding bikes for about eight months. And when I tell you ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. I went out to my husband and I said, hey, I know the kids start school in three weeks, but I can hurry up and do 48 states and be right back because I'm under the impression that, okay, Betsy did this in 30s and 40s. She did it before interstates, so I can do this real quick. And she couldn't pull up to any gas station. I can. She couldn't pull up to any hotel. I can. So this will be a breeze. And I left on, I told this to my husband on Monday, I left on Friday with $120 in my pocket. Yeah. Yo. And. This is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and, and trust me, I was just, I said, okay, if God is guiding me, God is providing. Because although I was influenced by Betsy, I felt like I could do something else to get her attention. But it's like every day it would be on my heart, like man do something do something and yeah until it drove me crazy and i got up there on friday july 22nd 2016 yeah and my last state was uh new mexico on august the 17th i had did it in 27 days and i met oh my gosh it was a, a miracle that i finished uh, I had only, like I said, riding bike eight months. But a day, a month after I finished, Betsy Stringfield was inducted into the Harley Davidson Museum. Wow. And a month after that, I found out I set a world record. I was the only female to do 48 states in less than 30 days solo. Really? Yeah. So I was just like, wow. I was like, whoa, had I known that shit, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I was, I was like, I thought thousands of people had done this. So, when I tell you English was bliss, I was just like, whoa, whoa, okay. They were like, oh, Chantel, you should try to get yourself into I said, oh, no. Because I, I knew every day I wanted to quit. Yeah. And every day I looked how much it cost to ship the bike back. I never had enough money. I remember thinking, man, if I could just find somebody. But I will say the person that left Florida on July 22nd was not the person that returned to Florida. It made me, this road made me, um, uh, what you kind of say? Excuse me. This road renewed me. Okay. I mean, renewed. (laughs) Pardon me. Bless you. All right. Everything. Um, my love and people, my, um, my love for myself, the, the the moving out of your own way, you know, kind of shut up and ride. This phase right here came to me in day seven when I wanted to really quit. And God goes, as soon as you find a reason greater than Betsy's, you can quit. Right. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember every day I went looking for a reason greater. Yeah. And I don't think I was looking. At, I don't, at first, I it was a lot of days that I was just cursing myself out to like just shut up and do it. Just shut up complaining, shut up your crying. I knew I had to be my own worst critic. And then when I would have some good days, I knew I had to be my best cheerleader. Yeah. 
and it just all around I say to women and men these days whether it's a gas station conversation listen anything you put your mind to you can do you just got to move out your own way you got to move out of your mind's way in order to do it and um it, it if I again my goal was to get recognition for that woman because she she you know I what I did was a, a, a something it was hard it was tough yeah but it was it was not life-threatening as right. it was for her on a day-to-day basis and so I'm honored to be a part or do my part just to show the recognition um, to share with people the inspiration that she is for anybody who's lacking or don't want to do something hey you know think of those that come before us yeah um, the reason why she was a, so inspiring with me I'll tell you in third grade I learned about slavery and me and my best friend me and Sissy together she was a little white girl I'm black girl we learned about slavery together and we both were traumatized about where, it. Where was this? Where'd you grow up? Third grade in Panama City, Florida. Okay. Miss Dollar's classroom. <laughs> <laughs> and when she, both of us, we were like, oh. I remember feeling uncomfortable, didn't want to talk about it. And uh, one of my friends said, oh, well, you look like Harriet Tubman. And for me, it was a little like, I don't look like no slave versus the hero in her and what she did. So, as I dealt with that, I didn't even know my development was arrested because I remember going home and asking my mom, who was a young mother, where's someone that looked like me that did something great? Well, that story came back to me at age 40 when my husband showed me Betsy Stringfield's picture. And the first thing I said was, so there was someone. Right. And if you was to see her picture, I'll show it to you. You'd be like, whoa, you do look like her. Really? Because he showed me on a big picture, and I was just like, hey, who that woman look like me? So one of the things I wanted to ask you while you're telling this story was uh-huh. what your husband thought before you left. Like, was he, I'm assuming it, now that you said that, he was very supportive of this. He, well. Or was he like, you're fucking crazy? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think he was, but he knew that already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had been told I was crazy yeah. having birthing 10 children. Right, right. So me, so somebody telling me I'm crazy, that was nothing new. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, next. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just remember wanting every little black girl, when they found out about slavery, they had a hero that looked like them. Right. That they could inspire to. Because, and, and not, I mean, there's certainly a lot more today. But, you know, back when I was growing up, there wasn't. Right. And so once I um, kind of just moved out my own way, it was, it was, it was just, for, like I said, for anything, my daughters, seven daughters, just to tell them, hey, you can do anything. Right. So she, she was truly the inspiration. And, um, and a lot of people every day that I met on purpose yeah. were the ones to give me the electricity to keep me recharged I mean I would go into hotels dude I had I had no money <laughs> and so if I say I was like okay God you're guiding then you're providing and I did I knew but I didn't know you know I knew it was like I was like okay well if it doesn't work out I'll come back home right but I knew there was something bigger if I go out here 
every step of the way. In four days, I did 11 states. When I got to Sanford, Maine, which I didn't know of, I called Harley-Davidson Museum. And and all the two times, they told me I need these million signatures. But this time, when I was in Sanford, Maine, they said, well, come see us. I was like, get the F out of here. Wow. And sure enough, I ended up talking to Bill Davidson that day. And he was in the parking lot as I was going up to talk to the lady that I was talked on the phone. And that was crazy yes, timing. Crazy. Oh my god. And Bill Davis is the one let them know, hey, tell her to keep going. You know. And I was thinking, oh I didn't know I was talking to Bill. So I told him, I said, Well listen, can I go back and talk to Bill? Because I need some gas money. <laughs> they said to me, Oh no, you you gotta do this on your own merit. And every day, man, I'd walk into a diner and go to count my chain to try to buy a cup of coffee. And before I could place the order, the server would say, so-and-so bought your breakfast, so-and-so bought your lunch, so-and-so bought your... Strangers that I didn't know. They didn't know what I was doing. Right. I I I was able to talk to about two people in these 25 days, say, and they told me... um, one person said to me, we seen you rolling up on a bike. We got one, so we wanted just to do it. The other couple says, hey, I just want to do something good. I seen you go and place your order, so I, I went on and paid for it for you. Amazing. So, but every day something like that happened. And so it, it was just a good a testimony of if you make that first step of what's your purpose or what you're supposed to do, everything else will, uh, will work out for you, you know. But you got to make, you got to move out your own way. Right, right. You know. Tell me something else you want to add. I love it, man. I love it. Um, what does one Muppet mean? Ah, Minnie Me back here. Oh, that's her name. That she's Minnie Me is her name. As you see, she got breasts. She got lashes. <laughs> yeah. So she used to be this black. Okay. But the, oh, the sun, sun faded. Out. Yeah, she okay. fade, makes me black or fades her. <laughs> you know. And I won this award today. What was that award this, for? It was the Rao. What ride wild choice Sturgis two twenty two award? Where were you? Where, who, who awarded you that? Um, the biker bells. Okay. So the biker bells are a group of ladies, and because I did forty eight states in twenty three days, well, let's say the first time I did forty eight states, it was in twenty seven days. Okay. I had been riding bikes only eight months when I did this crazy thing. Oh, so this is, you've done this multiple times now. Yeah, now I've done it multiple Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, this bike, 23 days. Was um, it a different bike you did the yeah, other one Yeah, the on? other one I did. Okay. It, that bike now has 167,000 miles on it. Whoa. 2016 Road Glide. Wow. Still running. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> How many and, miles does this one have? And this one already. It up pretty quick. 64194. 64, what year is this? 21. Last year. Yo, did you just hear that? You guys got to step your game up out there. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Hey, this is this is a love to do something. Oh my god. I'm glad I'm glad I had the kids first because had I not had the kids, man, it wouldn't have been no kids. Right. <laughs> just oh, motorcycles yeah. all the way now, but it's it's truly a, a motorcycling for me is um, therapy. Yeah. It's the present thing. You can't think about bills and stress. You're on this thing. If you want to live, you're thinking about what you're doing right right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're very present, which therapeutic. I, I can't stress about nothing. I can't do nothing about. So, right. 
So I like it for that, and I, I hope it empowers many people. Cool. You know, and especially the people who are struggling day to day and this or that. They get on that. Somebody can curse me out. 50 feet down the road, I forgot all about that. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope uh, after hearing that, man, I hope this, this inspires more people that are listening. There you go. Listen, uh, whether you have one child or 20, whether you have two jobs or none, you know, it's um, we all got a purpose to do. Um, you figure out your why and move out your way. Let's go. Shut up and ride show um, on Instagram is my my uh, handle. And um, I'm Chantel Williams. Uh, listen, share your story with me. I'm located Sanford, Florida, downtown uh, Sanford. My restaurant called Chantel's. We, we're very biker friendly. Figure why, huh? <laughs> uh, we have a biker's brunch every last a Sunday of the month and uh, bikers come from all over kind of ride to eat and um, hey like 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 the young man says let find somebody who come before us and let them inspire you to move out your own way yeah 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 um I'm another question are you going to the uh, museum breakfast tomorrow for the inductions or anything uh, no I'll be at Black Hills Harley-Davidson from 9 to 5 Oh, okay. Um, I got a couple of interviews set up and uh, talking a little bit more about this year. Okay. About um, kind of moving out your own way. And, and I think, um, what was it? One of the news channel people, I when I did this uh, a year ago, they came out and interviewed me. So they called me up and asked me if I was here and if I would do a follow-up story. I said, sure. Cool. So, cool. hey, hopefully inspiring more uh, olders or youngers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to and do women. it. And women. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh that goes without saying. I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah all right, cool. You got anything else you want to say? Um shut up and ride. Alright. Shut up and ride. No excuses out there. That's right, none. All right. Any excuse will do if you if you don't want to do it. Right, right. But if you want to do it, right. let's go. Right. Let's right. go. Alright, thank you so much. You're and, very uh, welcome. Hope you inspire all kinds of people. Hey, listen. It was I'll, a pleasure meeting you. Thank, thank you for you. your time. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. Time don't cost nothing. Wasting time costs something. Right. right. And being nice is free also. All free. Yeah. All free. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I wanna hug you too.